What's going on, Flash Drive fam? I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome back to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly. Atlanta United, they defeated Toronto FC 4-2. It's uh, definitely a game in which both teams needed to win, and it was definitely not the best start uh, in terms of scoreline. Atlanta United, they did dominate in a lot of respects. Very direct uh, change lineup with, of course, Joseph Martinez uh, suspended. It was Dom Dwyer who actually came in to the starting 11 and started up top. And then also it was Ronald Hernandez who uh, was at right back and moved Lennon up to winger. But uh, yeah, I mean, still it was nil-nil in that first half. It was definitely... Whew, we, uh, we had an abundance of corners. We had a lot of chances. Uh, we played... A lot more direct than we normally did. Unfortunately, we could not put the ball in the back of the net. And uh, it was, like they say, a tale of two halves for sure. Uh, yeah, it seemed like one of those uh, nights again that we might not score. and uh, Or there might be some, some uh, you know, defensive miscues that would add into some misery for us. But... Luckily, uh, you know, it was both. It was a little unlucky and luckily it was uh, a bit of uh, both of those things where in the second half, uh, yeah, you know, Juan Porata, Juan Ho Porata, he took over and uh, the dude is automatic, it seems, from set pieces as, uh, yeah, the meaty forehead of our starting center back he found the opener. He, uh, yeah, you know, found it from the corner there, and uh, unfortunately, we we gave up a quick goal shortly after that. Uh, a little too easy, I think. And uh, yeah, Toronto they level it one-one. But uh, from another corner, uh, Lennon, who uh, took it this time from the right, and it was Amar Sadich who uh, got. An assist on this one on the back post. He heads it back into the mixer. And Juanjo Parata, again, just uh, unstoppable in the box. He uh, heads it easily past Westberg, Toronto's goalkeeper. And so we're up to one. Unfortunately, there's uh, more uh, more fireworks for Toronto FC. Uh, they, uh, they win a penalty and yeah it is oh we uh Goudinho, he's uh, he's faced three penalties already in the two games that he started i mean uh that doesn't tell you how leaky our defense is it's uh pretty much the exemplification of that and unfortunately bernadeshi he puts it away a little interesting bit in uh kind of the uh, lead up to that uh, penalty being taken as Goudinho, he points to his left uh, and then he dives right. A little bit of mind games, but uh, yeah, very fascinating that, uh, you know, if you're going to point left, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's uh, just dive left maybe too. If uh, It pretty much dares Bernardeschi to, uh, to go there. And yeah, unfortunately, uh, it is now 2-2, but... Uh, luckily, we uh, 
we are able to find a Tiago Galasso uh, or Tiago Lasso from uh, Tiago Almada and uh, another one from outside the box into the upper 90. I mean, uh, you know, when he scores, it's bangers only. And Almada, uh, yeah, he skinned his man after uh, getting a ball from Edwin Mosquera. And uh, yeah, he pretty much took uh, Michael Bradley's soul, which, uh, yeah, Michael Bradley still getting booed at the Benz. Uh, I, I do wonder if he actually is getting booed elsewhere uh, around the league, but uh, definitely fascinating scenes there. And yeah, uh, definitely uh, it put us ahead and it is a, uh, ooh, we, <laughs> we uh, thought, you know, if that was probably it. We should probably, uh, you know, just uh, we, you know, we haven't scored a ton lately, and so maybe we should uh, just kind of, kind of pack it in a little bit, play a little tight, uh, waste some time. But uh, yeah, you know, the improbable happened, and Juanjo Parata, he puts in a third with his head, and it's oh, it's pandemonium in the stadium, as uh, yeah, a center back gets a hat trick. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's wild scenes, uh, lots of celebration, and uh, Juan Operata losing his mind. And uh, I think with good, re- with good reason. I mean, he uh, definitely, um, you know, he put the team on his back here. And, you know, when you pump the ball into the box with uh, Parata, who just finds a way to win it above anybody else in there, he's gonna make it dangerous and it really uh begs the the question if we're going to uh you know try to sign him up to a long-term uh extension because well yeah maybe there are some bits of his uh game defensively that are still a little bit of a work in progress uh you know he has offered a uh different look for us uh you know a good work rate and uh, you know, definitely if uh, he could be had for the cheap, I mean, as he is on loan from Tigris, I think it would be pretty wise to uh, to bring him in if we do, uh, you know, sell Miles Robinson in the uh, in the winter. But, uh, you know, also Alan Franco as well, if we uh, keep him long term, I think, you know, we have uh, some good options here, a gem that, uh, yes, Carlos Bocanegra has found, and so, you know, credit where credit is due here. But, yeah, 4-2, uh, and we're up, and, ooh, uh, you know, the scares aren't uh, fully done yet. It, uh, Yeah, there is uh, hitting of the post late in the match from Toronto FC, and, yeah, I mean, it's just, we're leaky at the back. It's just what it is. I mean, uh, Gonzalo Pineda was asked after the match if, uh, you know, it concerned him that... Uh, we just conceded so quickly after we score. Uh, he did say yes, uh, it is something that does concern him, but that we should be also focusing more on our attack at the moment. And I think with good reason. I mean, yeah, there is uh, a lot of aspects of our attack that are very much just not uh, up to snuff. Uh, Juanjo Parata, he's got six goals. And uh, between Parata and Andrew Gutman, uh, they have eight goals, which is 
the exact same amount as Almada and Araujo, and yeah, that's a bit uh, concerning there, that we are not getting the output that we need from our attackers, and it's probably adding to probably the state of the club at the moment in which, yeah, you know, we can fashion a lot of chances, but we're not creating a lot of clear-cut chances, nor are we putting any of those uh, half or full chances in the back of the net on regularity. And it really makes uh, and exacerbates this issue that we have here this season and uh, really lately uh, in the past few seasons is, uh, you know, the attackers that we bring in uh, aren't putting the ball in the back of the net as often as we'd like. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, 4-2 uh, in a must-win for sure for Atlanta United. Uh, we get the job done. Our playoff hopes are still alive. And, yeah, it, uh, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we do just enough here. Uh, we have a couple more tough tests uh, in this next week uh, as we're going to be playing Orlando and Philly. But, uh, yeah, that... That will be uh, discussed in uh, uh, due time when we have uh, our match preview later on in this episode. But one last little tidbit uh, from this match was that there were uh, six different players that got an assist uh, on that night. And uh, obviously, yeah, maybe some hockey assists as well. But uh, yes, the, uh, the team did confirm that it's the first time in club history where that has happened. But uh, that wraps it up for the review for this match and gets us into the news. And uh, first bit of news is that uh, this stat line from uh, Barata being the first uh, since at least 2010 to score three headed goals in a single MLS match from Opta. That's uh, truly amazing. That's 12 years time that yeah, no one else... Uh, was as dominant as Parata in getting uh, three goals with his head. I mean, that's truly, truly incredible. But uh, also, uh, post-match, uh, Juanjo Parata, he dedicated the win against Toronto to the team and to also Joseph Martinez. He said, uh, quote, The truth is, tonight is a very crazy night. It's not common for a central defender to score three goals, but tonight it happened to me. But it's because of the work from everyone on the team. It's about the work every day. It's not just the work of one person, not two or three people, not even the 11 players on the field. It's the work of everyone in this locker room, everyone outside who doesn't appear on camera but contribute a lot. It's the work of everyone. And I want to dedicate it also to Joseph that he knows the group is with him, the group is united, and the group is very strong, and we're going to fight until the end. Hat tip Tyler Pilgrim for that. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you love to see it. He uh, he shows some solidarity with uh, not only uh, everyone in the club, but also to Joseph Martinez, who, uh, of course, was suspended. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, there's not much, I think, uh, really for maybe some of the, the fans that maybe only saw the, the first bit of this where the, it was dedicated to Joseph Martinez, um, this win anyway. And, uh, you know, some people might have been like, yeah, 
Gonzalo Pineda, maybe you have uh, you know some trouble ahead of you, but no, it's uh, you know it's the teammates knowing that yeah, it's a passionate uh, teammate of theirs that uh, you know they're also playing for as well, and uh, I think they all know that Jose Martinez cares deeply about this club and winning, and uh, this is a sign of their understanding. But uh, also moving on from that, the, it was uh, some good good vibes after the match as well. Dom Dwyer and Andrew Gutman, they were uh, dancing with the supporter section in their uh, thank you uh, goodbyes uh, after the game. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, I think, man, like, we need more of this. Uh, there was that, uh, you know... Uh, one last season where, uh, you know, we had uh, Ezekiel Barco and everyone else on the capo stand. And, uh, you know, they were enjoying themselves there. But, uh, yeah, we need to see more of this from the uh, the club, I think. And especially in these tough times, I think uh, it really adds to uh, the connection between the players and the fans. And, uh, yeah, you know, you love to see it. So... Uh, and last bit of news is that LNI 2, uh, they didn't play, uh, you know, in this, uh, past weekend, but they will be playing Miami FC on September 17th. So, uh, there will be, uh, some information after that one, but that does it for the news and gets us to the match preview. And on Wednesday, uh, it's going to be a double match week this, uh, this week, but Orlando City, we're going to be playing them at Exploria Stadium. And, uh, yeah, they uh, they enter this contest having won the U.S. Open Cup, their first trophy in their history. Very frustrating, uh, of course, to have seen them do that. And, uh, yeah, they beat Sacramento Republic uh, the previous Wednesday. But uh, they did also lose to Philadelphia Union with a five-goal scoreline that, uh, yeah, they uh, unfortunately gave up five goals. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're not immune. No one is immune to the Union right now. They are just rolling over teams right now. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, uh, the Kitties this season, uh, they're in fifth. They, uh, they lost Nani. They lost Daryl DK. They lost Chris Miller. Pretty much their attack from uh, yesteryear, but uh, have done pretty well in uh, bringing in a new attack in Facundo Torres, and then Arkan Kara and Cesar Araujo. Uh, yeah, definitely some guys that have helped them uh, kind of maintain their place in uh, kind of the middle of the pack in MLS. But uh, yeah, definitely a team that has uh, kind of sustained with. Uh, with Pareja as their coach, and you hate to see it. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a stability that, unfortunately, uh, yeah, we haven't been seeing recently, and it's very much feeling like the upside down. But uh, yeah, the uh, the predictions for them in uh, the preseason from MLS writers had them as high as fourth and as low as seventh. So definitely. Yeah, kind of pretty much where they are. Uh, kind of that mid-table team that, uh, you know, can maybe uh, do some stuff. And they are that cup team that, uh, in this sense, have actually won a trophy. And, 
Yeah, uh, getting into though our predicted uh, starting 11 for LA United. Uh, I think it will look pretty similar, uh, but uh, just maybe a couple changes. I think, uh, yeah, Goudinho will stay between the sticks. Uh, I think Lennon and uh, Parata, Franco, Gutman, and Wiley will make up that uh, that back five. I think uh, we'll probably go a little bit more defensive, unfortunately. I think uh, we probably need to hit them on the counter a bit. But uh, Sosa and Sadich probably persist again in the midfields. I could see a bar coming in for Sadich uh, as, uh, yeah... They, uh, they probably will share some minutes and continue to do that. But uh, Almada, you know, at that 10 again. And I think Araruju and Dwyer are up top. Uh, Dwyer with some, you know, he's playing back-to-back against uh, a couple teams that he's got some some things that he would uh, definitely like to prove for, uh, you know, his... Uh, against uh, his former team. So definitely something that uh, we should look out for if he does start, and I think he will. But uh, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. I think, though, for the score prediction, it's going to be uh, some goals, but I don't think there is a clear-cut winner here. It's going to be, I think, a 2-2 draw. Sharing the points, what do you guys think? I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, what your score predictions are in those comments below as well. But that pretty much does it for the show, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, if Wano Parata was not Brock Bat next year, and I'll say that again, if Wano Parata was not Brock Bat next year, will you be upset? I mean, obviously, fresh off of this, emotions are... Definitely, uh, maybe biased, but yeah, it'll be very fascinating to see uh, those answers in the comment section below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>